You are listening to From Sobriety to Recovery with Jesse Mogul, episode 80. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to From Sobriety to Recovery. I'm your host, Jesse Mogul, and this is the next 30 minutes with us together. I am in addiction recovery. I am always so thankful and grateful for the time that we get together every single week. And without any further ado, I'm just going to roll right into this topic because I'm so excited about it. And I sort of foreshadowed it at the beginning of the episode, if you were paying attention. And this was last week's sober session. And in my research for this topic and for what Sue and I talked about last week at our sober sessions, which by the way, if you would like to attend, there is a link in my Instagram bio. By all means, please go over there, fill it out, and we will get you the link so that you can attend Thursday nights, 6 Pacific, 9 Eastern. You can also go over to Facebook and join the group, not the page, the group from Sobriety to Recovery. If you happen across the page, there is links there to get you over to the group. Fill out the questions and make sure you abide by the rules I have stated there and we will get you in and we will start having conversations with you involved. And I would love to have you involved because that's what this community is all about involvement and giving back and being there for one another in whatever way we're able to support, right? I like to be able to support. I have my limitations on my time and my energy and my own recovery and what ways I can do that. But by all means, I would expect that I am part of your greater recovery strategy and you have so many things in place, whether it's meetings or whether it's a sponsor, whether it's a gratitude journal, whether it's, you know, a daily thankful list. And here I go right into today's topic because it's going to be gratitude and thankfulness, right? Are we thankful or are we grateful? And this was so, God, I'm telling you, it's so cool to dive into some of these topics because it's just sort of figuring it out what it all means and like how the brain will interpret the language of grateful versus thankful. And I absolutely can agree with anyone out there who has done some reading about this, has thought about this and say, man, it is literally just arguing semantics. It is just a debate over what the intricacies of each word. And I absolutely can see that. Absolutely can I see that, especially having just spent a lot of time reading things about these two topics. So absolutely, grateful, thankful, very similar. Is it even worth diving into? Well, let's find out in about 30 minutes. Because <laughs> this is why this became the topic for last week's session and why we're talking about it now. A couple weeks ago, I'm in with my therapist and we start talking about gratitude because she teaches uh, gratitude, humility, and integrity as her three pillars for sobriety and recovery. And we started talking about gratitude and really making sure I was diving deep, deep into gratitude and really thoroughly understanding what gratitude was. So she asked me to tell her why I was grateful for something in my life. I picked up a can of soda water and waxed poetically about it for about a minute and a half. I'm looking at it right now. It's uh, called Waterloo Sparkling Water. Um, why am I? Why am I grateful for this? I'll just show you what I did with her. Why am I grateful for soda water? 
as a child, I loved soda pop. And when I got older, I eventually began to love beer. And I always thought that what I loved was the sugar in beer or the sugar in soda. And when I got sober, I was very worried about what was going to take place of the beer or the soda. Soda water was something I'd always enjoyed sort of on the on the outskirts of my enjoyment. And when I got sober, something about the bubbles and when they explode across my tongue and the flavors that are in these soda waters, it's so refreshing and it's crisp. And it, it adds this layer of texture to a beverage that only carbonation can bring. And there's a gratitude I have for how this soda water just livens up my mouth. And there's a feeling I get when I drink it where it just makes me happy in a way that normal water doesn't. And literally, guys, I live off of water and soda water. I don't drink Coca-Colas. I don't drink sugary sodas anymore. And of course, I don't drink alcohol. So therefore, there goes the beer and the mixers, right? So my gratefulness towards soda water goes beyond just the flavor and the explosion of the bubbles across my tongue. When I'm in social situations where people are drinking alcohol, I'm not just left to drink water, which is just water. And I can sit there and, I mean, I drink a gallon of water a day and in most cases more and don't even have to think about it. But the soda water adds this component of enjoyability to it that immediately relaxes me, puts me in a state of calm. And when I'm in these social situations and I see other people drinking alcohol and I've got my soda water in my hand, any kind of craving or temptation, whatever you know that kind of sensation might be that comes from 22 years of abusing alcohol immediately de-escalated and deflated and replaced with this love I have for soda water. And for that, I will always be grateful that soda water exists. I did that. I said pretty much that. I'm paraphrasing, of course, because I could not repeat it off the top of my head. Could I ever word for word repeat what I told Melissa? But that's pretty much what I said to her. And when I was done, she's like, there you go. That's deep gratitude you explained to me and and you and you showed me and I felt and I heard and I saw how much soda water means to you. And I know a lot of y'all on Instagram are down with soda water too cuz you make pictures and posts about it all the time. So it's very interesting to see that I'm not the only one who's turned to soda water and it's a good thing. My therapist says that it's not a crutch and it's not some weird, you know, kind of uh, obsession that will one day lead us back towards the temptation that the carbonated beer brings us. Um, I even jokingly refer to it as clear beer when I'm at the bar because I get a glass of it, no ice, no straw, no fruit in a pint glass. And so it literally looks like a pint of clear beer. And, uh, but again, that doesn't tempt me to want beer, beer, um, any more than drinking root beer would cause me to want beer, beer. So, or ginger beer would cause me to want beer, beer. So again, my use of languages and work works for me may not be the same for you, but let's get back to the beginning of this, where we start talking about deep gratitude and how that is in, uh, how that aligns with thankfulness. Okay. Cause whenever 
Melissa had me do this with the gratitude journal. And now each day I'm writing down three things I'm extremely grateful for and really touching into that. And I really strongly advise rather than just listing off, I'm, you know, I'm grateful for my mom, I'm grateful for my dad, or I'm grateful for my spouse or my kids or my car, like really write out a minute and a half worth of why you're grateful for it. And then when you go back and you're around your car, your soda water, your family, your house, like you really will know at a deep Deep level why this matters to you. And I think that's extremely important. Gratitude journals have been shown scientifically how they test scientifically that. I'm not aware of <laughs> what that all went through, but I'm sure it has something to do with cat, t- cat scans and wires and electrodes. Point being, science proves that having a gratitude journal will increase your happiness. And we're not always striving for happy every single day by any means, right? There's just going to be days where, you know, some bad, sucky, crappy things happen. It's not sobriety that sucks. It's just life sometimes. That being said, there are really great ways of stepping yourself out of that malaise, that doldrum, that sadness that might come across on a day-to-day basis by looking around and really being grateful and thankful for what you do have. And so we're going to get into this because while it could easily be considered semantics, and I'm not, you know, opposed to to that kind of debate, um, either way, we're going to discuss this today so that when you walk away, you're going to fully know why you're grateful versus thankful, what that looks like, and how to better do it. And in a way... I broke my own rule and went ahead and told you how to do it rather than saving that for later. But I didn't want that to be the big cliffhanger waiting for us because I don't want you daydreaming about how you're going to start doing your gratitude journal in the middle of this podcast. I want to give you some actionable ways of really looking at this and just expanding your mind around it. And now we'll go back over how to do that a little bit later. As if I didn't already go through it with the the soda water, I just was so excited to do that. For you, for her, every time I look at soda water. So by definition, grateful is a feeling or showing of appreciation of something that is done uh, for you or to you, right? So, and again, you guys can go off and you can Google this stuff just as easily as I did. And you can see that the Webster's Dictionary or the Internet Dictionary anyways, says that gratitude, uh, grateful is a feeling or showing and appreciation for something done or received, whereas thankful is pleased and relieved. Now, we discussed why being grateful and thankful is important, right? We went over that. It just, it, it does increase happiness. It really puts things into perspective. It gives you this opportunity to fully look around at your life and not just, you know, go through the motions. We talked about this recently when it when it came to resetting your reference point and getting out of a state of trance, which was a previous episode, I believe it was last week's, where you don't just want to be going through life just sort of not paying attention to the things that are happening around you. Get out of trance and, and get into the present moment. A great way to get into the present moment is by looking around at the things that you're grateful and thankful for. And this is why being grateful and thankful is such a, an enormous part of sobriety and recovery. I mean, it should be a normal, humongous part for everyone, but we're in our own little world over here when it comes to what we're working through. Okay, so while we can't control what everybody else is doing, we can be spreading the message of gratitude and thankfulness within our own community. And this is the community of sobriety and recovery. So you know why 
You want to be grateful and thankful. Plenty of people have told you that. Now, what is it? Again, a feeling or showing of an appreciation for something done or received as grateful versus thankful as pleased and relieved. I came up with a pretty good example. And uh, so this is an idea of thankful. And I would say this. It has been quite a day, and I am thankful it is time for a state of trance with Armin Van Buren. If I say that, that is a sentence of thankfulness because I am pleased or relieved that it is now time for a state of trance with Armin Van Buren. If I add, because trance music brings me to a state of joy at the end, now I've gotten into gratitude. Okay, because uh, uh, music bringing me into a state of joy is me um, receiving something. Right, I receive the music and it brings me to a state of joy. So there's an appreciation that, that steps into gratitude. So that's when it goes into grateful. Whereas if I just say this sentence, I am grateful for trance music and Armin Van Buren because the music makes me joyous and brings me to a state of happiness. That is grateful. Okay, so when you're trying to figure out, and again, semantics be damned, we're going to let that debate go. If you're looking for are you grateful for something or are you thankful for something, um, what else did I say? Okay, picture yourself telling that person how you feel they've helped you or been a part of your recovery versus telling someone else how that person was a part of your recovery, right? So picture yourself telling your sponsor how you feel that they've helped you. That's grateful. Telling someone else how your sponsor has helped you is thankful, right? So I am grateful toward my sponsor for I am grateful for my sponsor because they have enlightened me on my sobriety and recovery mission. That's something that you would say like, hey, Mr. Sponsor, I am grateful for everything that you've done to help me understand how important sobriety and recovery is in my life. That's a grateful sentence. A thankful sentence would be going up to your friend and saying, man, I am so thankful for my sponsor because they've really opened my mind up to sobriety and recovery. Right. This is something, you know, and again, that because slightly spins it off into grateful, but whatever, we're sticking to this. <clears throat> Excuse me. Grateful is what you say to the sponsor. Thankful is what you tell someone else about your sponsor. Now, all of this, there's so much overlap. Right, you can be grateful for something a person does uh, when something does when somebody does something nice for you. That's where you're grateful. Being thankful also applies to that scenario, but a person doesn't need to be involved. And I think this, this that that that's the key part, guys. That's the key part in all of this is when you're thankful, another person doesn't need to be involved. Even in the sentence where you tell your friend, I am thankful for my sponsor because they've shown me how much sobriety and recovery means to me. That is bringing somebody else in. And so now you start to err towards the side of gratitude. So let's, and, and one of the reasons why I really want to, before I get too deep in this and you're like, okay, dude, you're seriously spiraling on absolutely nothing right now. What the hell? I came across a website that said that if you want to give yourself the power to control your happiness and you just want to give yourself back the power, and we talk a lot about this, right? We talked about as addicts how we gave up our voice, how we didn't want to ruffle feathers because we always knew another blackout or another drunken escapade was just a moment away and we were going to have to apologize for that. So once we you know, got coherent enough to even be around people that cared about our existence, let alone loved us, we gave up our voice. We didn't want to debate. We didn't want to argue too much out of fear of being rejected even more than they already were because of our behavior and more than likely 
how much we were rejecting ourselves inside of our own minds. So we gave up our voice, therefore we relinquished our power, and we were doing this. You might have argued with your boss up and down the street, but there was someone in your life you relinquished your voice to because it was just easier so that they didn't try to push you towards the change you knew inside already needed to happen. So we give up the power by relinquishing our voice. Also, there are times where I'll hear people say, you know, God willing, I'll be sober tomorrow. You say whatever you want to say. You love whoever you want to love. You believe in everything you want to believe in. I love that everybody has their own individuality when it comes to sobriety and recovery. For me, I'm not going to say something like, God willing, I'll be sober tomorrow, because that's relinquishing my power I have over just not putting a drink into my body to a higher being. And I don't need that. Then don't get me wrong. Even earlier today, walking the dog, I had a conversation with God and was just, just talking to him about some of these cravings that have been coming up lately and some of these thoughts that have been running through my head, right? Just these random little cravings for a beer here and there and just having a conversation with, you know, hey God, you know, what's going on with that? And what am I not seeing that's going on in my mind that I need to be looking for and auto-correcting too, right? Because relapse happens way before the actual act of drinking or using drugs ever does. The thought process that leads us towards relapse happens well before the act of relapsing ever does. Okay, so I just like to have a conversation with my God, and I can call him the universe sometimes, and I can call him God sometimes, and sometimes I reference him as Jesus, and sometimes I say universe, and my God is awesome with how I talk to them, right? The way I see it, it's like sometimes you say, what's up, dad? Sometimes it's what's up, pops? Hey, father, I need some assistance. Dad, pops, popsy, g-paw, whatever you want to call your, your parents, you have like 15 names for them. I got 15 names for my God, and that's just the way I roll. So I'm not going to give my power up to my God and say, I hope that you want me to be sober tomorrow. God willing, you're, you're cool with this because th- that's not what I need to do. I want to have the power. Okay, so now that I've gone through that whole diatribe for three minutes, let's circle back to thankfulness. When you're thankful for something, it doesn't need anyone else to be involved. It is literally you creating it for you. So I'm thankful that I have learned so much about sobriety and recovery because now I know why I'm doing this for myself and I can push through any kind of stressors or anxieties that might come about that normally would have driven me to use right? That's a thankfulness. I'm grateful for you guys out there who listen to the podcast who write me and say such nice things about how you've learned from me. I'm grateful to my therapist for how much attention she gives me, even though 99% of the time I'm only absorbing 10% of what she says and I'm not even implementing it for three more months. I'm grateful for my meetings and everybody who attends. I'm thankful for the knowledge I absorb from those meetings. Okay? So thankful doesn't need anyone else. It's you, it's you, it's you. And this website I read basically said, you want to keep your power. The power is yours, right? And that I could get behind. Now, saying that you're grateful for something, releasing power, I don't know about that, okay? Because if you're grateful for your daughter, you're grateful for your wife, my only issue with saying that you're grateful for your family is how are you grateful for your family? Just saying that you're grateful for them doesn't really tell me much. You've got gratitude. Okay, so you've got, and again, we know because we've already gone over the, the um, definition of what gratitude is, feeling or showing an appreciation for something done or received. So you're grateful for your family. 
okay, well then what's the appreciation you're showing for what's been done or received by you? Okay, are you grateful because your daughter doesn't leave her backpack in the hallway? Okay, then you could come home and you're grateful that your daughter didn't leave the backpack in the hallway. You can also be thankful that your daughter listened to you because that's pleased and relieved, right? You're, you're oh, I'm just so thankful that the, I guess a better way to say it, state it would be, I'm thankful that the backpack isn't in the hallway, right? Because that takes the daughter out of the equation, the backpack, this object, you're, is no longer there. You're, you're, you're pleased, you're relieved, you're, you're showing an expression of relief that the backpack's not there. You're grateful that your daughter listened to you and started putting the backpack in her bedroom. Okay. Now, again, I keep going back to the idea of all this being semantics. And the more you hear me drone on about this, or the more you're gobbling it up, it can go either way. And either way, I'm still happy that you're here. I am grateful that you're still listening. And I am thankful that I'm making this a coherent message. Okay, so I'm at least nailing the correct ways to do this for the most part, for the most part. So And again, why did this become such a big deal to talk about on its own episode, right? One, because I love talking about things that I've learned, and that's really, you know, one of the bigger drivers for why I created this show. And two, when I was talking about this with Sue the other day, I noticed... through my sensory acuity, right, being able to notice facial expressions, uh, notice her eyes, her cheeks getting flushed, that when I tried to debate with her in a very friendly manner, the difference between grateful and thankful, that there was a block that she was having on it. And I um, later talked to her off camera. And it's just what I, what she expressed to me was that great gratitude is very well spoken about in AA. And it's something that she has been doing, you know, gratitude journals and lists and stuff like that for three plus decades. And having somebody challenge whether she's grateful or thankful for something just wasn't a conversation she thought she was going to get into. And she's got such a, uh, an anchor towards the word grateful that there was a worry that by switching it to thankful, that somehow it would mean less. And when I started to really dive into the idea of this later on in the preparation for this podcast, one of the reasons I think that perhaps thankful and grateful might not mean the same, even though they're very similar to one another in the context of this entire definition slash, you know, how it feels internally is that we say thank you in our society a lot, a lot to the point where thanks and thank you, you know, it just sort of rolls off our tongue when somebody hands us a receipt at the grocery store, right? Because of the word thanks and thank you being used so frequently, it could possibly have lost some of its impact. And I know for years now, when someone does something for me that I really want to express a deeper sense of thankfulness toward, I would just inherently say, I'm I'm grateful that you made me dinner or I'm grateful that you came over today. I'm grateful for what you just did for me, right? Because to me the word grateful holds a lot more weight. There's 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 to me a a, a more impactful emotional anchor around the word grateful. Whereas thankful because it's used so often, our reference point on what thankful and thank you and thanks really means is a skewed. And we've talked about reference points before. If you, you know, drink the same flavor of soda water all the time, then at some point that flavor that used to, you used to really like, eventually it dissipates and it doesn't taste like anything. 
It's one of the reasons why I generally have about eight flavors of soda water and I never drink the same one back to back. I just don't. Right. And there'll, there'll be times where I'll switch to a plain soda water for a couple days and then switch back to flavored ones just so that the flavor is more impactful. There's a brand called Ice that means a ton to me. I love the way Isis, I-C-E, I almost said Isis. I love the way Isis tastes to me, but then I didn't want people to think I was talking about a Middle Eastern terrorist organization. So I quickly corrected that. I enjoy how the soda water called Ice tastes to me, I-C-E. And if you go to your store, you'll lo- you'll locate it. It's like 10 for a dollar and they're so flavorful. And they taste sweet, like there would be a ton of sugar in them, but there's no uh, added sugar. There's no sugar in it at all. But I'm sh- sure there's some sort of aspartame or something in there that's going to give me cancer one day, but whatever. They're delicious. And I don't drink those unless I'm eating food because I don't want my reference point on how delicious they are to be messed up. I don't drink them regularly. But whereas Waterloo, I might have four um, all different flavors, but I'll have four throughout the day. And there's times where I won't, I'll, I won't let myself have a soda water for two hours just to reset the reference point so I don't get so used to the bubbles, right? Again, Jesse loves to go off into story time to just give you an understanding of why certain things matter to me. But it's really, if you were listening, it's a great idea of reference point. If you love tacos and you eat tacos every day, by day four or seven, tacos aren't going to taste delicious anymore. It really was the whole thing with alcohol. This is how you were able to drink more and more and more and more throughout the years. And why for me, I went from vodka and beer to towards the end of it. I mean, I was drinking gin straight out of the bottle just because I wanted my throat to burn and I wanted to get that shake in my spine, right? I would drink straight scotch that was warm just because I wanted it to set fire to my throat. I wanted because my reference point of the strength of alcohol had been so effed up. So... All of that being said, look in areas of your life where your reference points messed up and work toward resetting it. Don't let yourself have sweets every day. Don't let yourself have the same soda water flavor every day. Don't eat tacos every day. You know, space that out so that the enjoyment sticks around. I promise you, your enjoyment of the things that you love will go up tenfold if you just don't let yourself have them every day. So let's go back to thankful. And let's circle back to where thankful has lost its power because we're using it every day. And that's awesome. I am by no means saying sparingly pass out your thanks and thank yous. <laughs> let's not go into a society that does that. Um, I like to throw in, I appreciate you or appreciate that or appreciates once in a while when somebody hands me a receipt at the grocery store. Whenever somebody walks past me, and here's the power of languages. Okay, here's the power of languages. And this, I love talking about the power of languages and conscious use of languages so frequently, especially in this show, let alone in my normal life. Think about when you come across somebody at a grocery store aisle and you're, you have to pass really close to them or you almost bump into them. Do you say, I'm sorry, pardon me, apologies, excuse me? Like those are four very socially acceptable ways to bump into somebody or come too close to them while you're walking, let's say through a restaurant. You know, uh, pardon me, excuse me, I'm sorry. Uh, What was the other one? I've already forgotten it. Anyways, now I've got three. There were four, pardon, excuse, sorry, whatever the other one was. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, the conscious use of language is like, are you really sorry that you almost bumped into them? You just happened to turn a corner and they were there. So pardon would work as well. 
uh, you know, apologies. Again, is almost like a sorry, but you know, it doesn't have the the acceptance of blame to it. You you can apologize. I'm sorry. You know, apologies for that. The flight attendant was so mean to you. Whereas I'm sorry, the flight attendant was mean to you. Almost like sounds like you're taking on the blame when you had nothing to do with it. So the conscious use of language is, you know, when you're walking past somebody, you could just say pardon. I mean, pardon me, you know, that's all it was, pardon me, you know, that's something they used back in the day all the time when you bumped into somebody or got in their way. You said pardon over, you know, uh, I'm sorry or apologies. So what the heck was that fourth one? Cannot remember it to save my life now. Anyways, conscious use of languages, circling back to thankful and grateful, says the idea of just knowing which one means what, just allows you to just know more about what it is you're thankful and grateful for, right? You're thankful for the delicious meal on your table, right? You're pleased and relieved that it was delicious. There's, a, there's an expression of gratitude. I mean, that's the back end of the thankful definition, an expression of gratitude. So these things are so intertwined. But you're grateful for your spouse who made you dinner, or you're grateful that your child made you dinner. And I think just being more clear about what you're grateful for is a really great overall thesis statement to walk away from this episode with. Knowing what it is you're actually grateful for. Realizing that the power to enjoy anything and be thankful for it is what's within you. Right, you're you're thankful. Um, you know, I'm thankful that I've gotten my life together in order to afford the things that I do. Right, I'm grateful for my car. Why am I grateful for my car? It gives me a sense of freedom. It allows me to go off on adventures. It 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 shows me that I have held a job for a long time and was and had a good enough credit score to get a good interest rate, right? These are, oh, there's another one, you know, I'm grateful for my finances. And now I'm grateful for how I'm managing, you know, uh, so am I grateful for my finances? Or am I thankful for what I've accomplished with my finances and grateful for the things that my finances have brought to me? Because that's an appreciation outwardly towards something that I've earned. Again, I'm not so sure that any of this is going to make or break your sobriety and recovery by any stretch of the imagination. It's just, to me, an opportunity to step into more of an idea of how to really, you know, measure grateful versus thankful, right? And if you can't measure something, then you can't change your experience with it. If you can't measure um, how many sit-ups it took you to build abs, then how do you ever know whether you're doing too many or not enough, right? You want to be able to measure things in order to know if your outcome, right, your your output is getting you, getting you to where you want to be. And if you're finding that your gratitude list isn't getting you to where you want to be, then out of all of this, I will finish with what I think Melissa would want me to finish with the most and what just sprung to mind. If your gratitude list is not bringing you a sense of gratitude, I think it's because you're not diving deep enough into why you're grateful for your car, your wife, your husband, your wife, I said wife twice, the kids, the son, the daughter, the house, like, okay, why are you grateful for these things? Being thankful for something gives you the power. I'm thankful for my sobriety and recovery. That's my power. I'm thankful for what I've achieved in my sobriety and recovery. I can be thankful for myself. I can be grateful for everybody who's helped me achieve this. Neither one takes away from the other one. It's just a better way of defining it. 
Okay. Now to close up some ways that you can spruce up your gratitude list a little bit. Um, we learned about negative hallucinations in NLP where it is not seeing something that is there. And when you have a reference point that's messed up, that that's skewed a little bit wrong, you will not see the things that are there. So take this moment and look around the house at things that you normally would take for granted, right? Do you look at your kitchen counter and you only see the coffee maker right before you go to bed and you set the timer so the coffee's up there in the morning? Are you even paying attention during the day to how important that coffee is to you? All right, we're not trying to overwhelm your brain and have you walking around being thankful for the carpet every time you step on it. We're just looking for ways for you to bring a sense of gratitude more often to your life so that you can increase happiness. And so if a negative hallucination is not seeing something that's there, you could also do a negative visualization, right? And this is a, this is a technique that was used by a Roman emperor thousands of years ago, uh, where it allows you to be happier for what you already have. Okay. So and this is something I really love when I talk about why you want something. Whenever you say, when I ask you, what do you want? What do you start to rattle off? I gave you a little second to think about it there, but I'm going to be willing to bet it's things that you don't have. Have you ever thought about rattling off a list of what you want and having it only include the things you do have? Right? If I came into your house right now and took your coffee maker, and every morning you were so excited that coffee was ready so that you could have that hot, delicious, you know, coffee flavor in your mouth and it would spark you and you'd be ready for your day. If I took your coffee maker away, would you not want it back? Whether you came after me to get it back or you just went to one of the big box stores and bought a new one, would you not want that coffee maker back? Then that's something you want. And if you want your coffee maker that bad that I take it off your counter, even at three in the afternoon when you may not even want a cup of coffee, then there's a really great chance that that's something you should be measurably grateful for. And whenever you go to write this deep gratitude list, make coffee one of the three things you do over the next 21 days that would give you 43 items that you have gone through and written out a a minute and a half of why you're grateful for it. Right? This 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 idea of gratitude is great and all. And I think I think it gets passed around just as much as thankful does. I think it's lost some of its meaning because everyone's oh, I'm I, I you know, I write a gratitude list and I'm totally in touch with my inner spirit and my energy and my butterfly spirit is all over me. I love my butterfly spirit. Right? Because you sit down and you write out a list of things you're you're grateful for, but each day it's the same stuff. Grateful for my wife and grateful for my kids and grateful for my coffee maker. Well, that's great. But each day being grateful for the same thing, you're messing up your reference point. Go back and look at other things that you're grateful for in your life. You can be grateful for your wife and your kids and your coffee pot, but you can also be grateful for other things. Not putting your wife and kids and coffee maker down one day does not mean you are magically ungrateful for them. They will be there the next time. But look around at other things. Or why are you grateful for your wife or husband today? Great. They, they, they packed your lunch before work. Awesome. Tomorrow you want to put them back on the gratitude list? What are you grateful for now? How they always show you loving support even whenever the chips are down? Great. Tomorrow put them back on the list and come up with a new thing. 
but I am grateful for my wife, my kids, and my house every single day on a piece of paper isn't getting you in touch emotionally with your deeper gratitude. It's not. It's what am I grateful for? Wife, husband, kids, house. It's four words. That's four words. That is not gratitude. That is lazy. Work harder. Those are directly from my therapist. She loves to say, stop being lazy and work harder. When it comes, you know what? If I'd been like, why do I, why do you like soda water, Jesse? It's got bubbles. She'd have been like, that's lazy. Work harder. That is not gratitude. That is stating something about bubbles. That is it's stating something about the soda water. It has bubbles. Everybody knows it has bubbles, but why does that, bu- why do the bubbles matter to me? So when we go and we start thinking about grateful and thankful, and I'm going to get you out of here on this, is that regardless if it's semantics or not, regardless if thankful is something that you do for yourself that gives you back power, and I still don't believe that website was correct, when you should be more thankful than grateful because thankful gives you the power and therefore makes you more happy. Because it went on to state that when you're grateful for things, that means that your happiness is coming from externally. So what happens if your wife stopped making you sandwiches in the morning? What happens if your husband stopped setting the coffee maker before bed? Would you then be mad or sad with them, right? And I, and I just, I don't know. I mean, that, that's a different conversation for a different day. I, I don't necessarily think that being grateful for something and then the, one day there's not a sandwich or there's not coffee ready makes me unhappy. Certainly it doesn't, uh, you know, means I don't have coffee and, do, and I don't have a sandwich that day. Is it going to crush my heart? I mean, I can make a sandwich, I can make coffee. So my world isn't falling into ruins, you know, uh, being grateful that your sponsor is able to pick up the phone any second of the day that you might have a problem is, you know, then one day when they don't, and that sends you off into a tizzy. Okay. Now you've relinquished your power, right? You need to be thankful for the, Ooh, be thankful for the steps and the strategies and the processes you have learned so that you are able to handle your own anxieties and stresses and triggers without anyone else involved right? I left out some key words there. I'm not thankful for my sponsor for teaching me strategies, processes, and and things because you've learned them from a lot of different areas. So you can be thankful that you have processes, strategies, and hacks available to you so that when life starts to come at you, you can, you know, bat it away. You can be grateful that your sponsor has taught you processes and strategies. And again, semantics, tomato, tomato, potato, potato, right? Octopi, octopus, not the same as tomato, tomato. But anyways, I thought I was on a roll. <laughs> realtor, realtor, I don't know. But, you know, as we close this up and I get you really walking away from this, either more confused than ever or ready to jump into your gratitude list and really write out for a minute and a half why you're grateful for your version of soda water, going into it moving forward, the outcome that I would desire from you from having listened to all of this is that you just realize that when you're thankful for something, it's a power that comes from within. So be thankful for the part you've been playing in your sobriety and recovery. Be thankful that you get up early in the morning to go hiking those hills. Or be thankful that you have enough internal fortitude to go back to school so that you can become a psychologist and help or an accountant and help, right? Be thankful that you have taken the steps that you've taken. People can offer you a path. 
I can offer you a path, but no one can make you take that path. Be thankful that you were willing to take that path for you. That's where the power resides. That's being thankful. If I was going to say any way of truly knowing what thankful was, is you are thankful for what you are doing for yourself. And even though some people would debate that now you're talking about an external force, myself helping myself, semantics. I think I just like the word semantics at this point. Whereas gratitude is you're grateful for what you've been taught through this podcast, or you're grateful what your therapist, you're grateful for your sponsor, you're grateful for the external people who have been a part of your journey. Thankful is 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 understanding the part you play. Grateful is understanding the part others play. And I think after almost 40 minutes, I finally nailed it. Thankful is the part you've played. Grateful is the part other people have played. Both have their merits for why they're important. Both are equally important, depending on where you're at in any given second of the day. Both deserve to have their own list. Be thankful for the part you've played in this journey. Be thankful every single day you wake up and realize that life is infinitely better without a hangover, without the mental gymnastics that keeping up with a freaking addiction to an outside substance like alcohol or drugs, it is exhausting. It is freaking exhausting. We know it was, or we would have never even gotten to the point where we told ourselves we need to quit, let alone taken that step. So be thankful that you took that step and be grateful for everyone that was there in each preceding step. Step into that. Sit down and write for a minute and a half about that. And tell me that the energy that comes from that isn't way, way, way more powerful and impactful than just saying, I am grateful for my spouse, my kids, and my house. I can assure you it will be. Reach out to me on social media, send me an email, let me know. Find me on Facebook at our at the at the sobriety group, from sobriety to recovery on Facebook, either the group or the page. And go to my social media from sobriety to recovery and tell me how much sitting down and really writing out for a minute and a half why you're thankful towards yourself and why you're grateful for what other people have done in your sobriety and recovery. Even if you just did it for one day, it would change your entire outlook let alone if you follow me down the path of 21 days of gratitude and thankfulness. Either way, take a step toward really appreciating what's going on around in your life. Break yourself out of a state of trance and notice the world around you because it is beautiful and you are a member of it and you are infinitely better off now than you were on your last day of using. Until next time, inclusivity over exclusivity, the power of positive energy, release and flow. I love all of you. See you next week. Bye-bye.